Welcome to the new series from Performance Works International, Guest Practices. I'm Jeremy Blaine, CEO of Performance Works International, and I'll be running a series of videocasts with special guests who have a story to tell from both business and life experiences. The conversations are designed to explore their journey, uncovering new ideas, innovations, and next practices that we can all learn from and be inspired by. For today's episode of Guest Practices, I welcome Anne Boissier-Fouché. Anne is the founder and CEO of Optus Global, an organisation that specialises in helping sales forces transform for the marketplaces today. Anne has been in sales at all levels for over 20 years and now works with international organisations to help salespeople and sales managers upgrade their skills for today. That's digital, that's being data-driven, highly networked and being able to handle hyper-competitive markets. Our conversation uncovers what is changing and how salespeople and sales managers need to upgrade their skills for today. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Guest Practices. I'm joined by Anne Boissier-Fouché, who's an expert on how sales is evolving. Thanks, Anne, for joining us. A pleasure. Hello, Jeremy. Well, you know, before we get started, Anne, I must I must say 2020 has been quite a year for you. I know you live in London, but you've had to endure three separate quarantines, was it this year? Tell me more. Indeed, actually, traveling still actively for a few projects across Europe, I have ended up having to quarantine 45 days in the past three months. So I tried to make the most out of it by really getting down to my to-do list, like everyone I imagine, Um, So 2020 has been full of surprises, some more welcome than others, but it's been really insightful and so far so good. Well, it's uh, it's good that you've been released to do this uh, video cast for us. So thanks for that. So you are also the CEO founder of Octus Global. You've got 20 years experience in business and really specialized around sales excellence. So tell me a little bit more about that journey and how you specifically support organizations that are looking to transform their way of selling. It's really funny. And maybe this is not something that I've told you ever, but my first job ever was actually a sales role, Jeremy. So after securing this fantastic first placement as a product manager in Paris in a leading FMCG organization, I was so excited. I had imagined myself working with creative and ad agencies when in fact, a couple of weeks before starting, I was notified that I would be working on the field, spending some time there. And what a journey. So actually, I started my career by spending many, many, many months visiting stores all over France as a sales rep. And looking back, it was probably my hardest work experience, both mentally and physically, but also one of the most enriching ones of my career um, with learning that is still relevant in the work that I do today when I work and support high-performing sales teams. So I remember being really cross at the HR partner who had sent me with a car a computer, and a couple of projects uh, in the trunk. And actually, I've transformed this energy into gratefulness today because um, I've really, really learned a lot from that. Um, At Octus, like at PWI, we support teams that really aspire to shift their current strategies and get future ready. 
by bringing to them many things, customer-centric marketing, sales, leadership programs, but really tools and energy to build significant competitive advantage in their territories. So at Octus, we design, we lead many projects that really let um, leaders craft the story of their future success, which is particularly relevant now when uncertainty has become so, so much bigger, I guess. So, and I don't need to tell you this because this is one of our shared passions, believing that there can only be sustainable growth if people and team development become a real part of the business strategy. So yeah, that's a little bit about me and what I do every day, what gets me up and out of bed. Well, I think this is why I, and you know, for, for those watching, Anne and I do work together and we'll come, we'll come onto this because, because our career trajectories have been very similar, actually, haven't they, Anne? You know, I yep. started as a, in sales as well, uh, uh, selling, selling toilet cleaner and cooking oil in Yorkshire, which uh, I always feel that if I can do that, I can sell absolutely anything. anything. Um, um, but yeah. what I, what I was really taken with what you said there is about being future ready because, it's not just about business transformation. We're in the 21st century. We're digitally enabled. This year, we've moved more remote working. And it's really challenging how we go to market, particularly. And crafting a story about our, how our success will evolve from a sales perspective is very interesting to me. So in simple terms, from your perspective as a, as a, as a sales professional who, who really kind of lives and breathes this, how has selling evolved in the last 10 years and what's on top the top of mind of sales leaders and sales professionals in terms of the biggest challenges and opportunities for now that's a really good question um one of the biggest challenges i would say that sales team face today and it's the result of many many changes in the sales environment over the past few years but clearly accelerated in the in the recent years is the fact that Everyone has had to adapt to the digitalization of systems, of ecosystems. But one of the biggest challenges for me is the fact that now we all recognize that we have to also adapt on a human level. And digital has brought lots of amazing things. You know, it has eased tasks like information sharing and order taking. But for me, the shift to data-driven decision has really increased the complexity for sales team to reach, connect, and stay relevant to their customers. So adapting to the fact that everything is constantly changing, everything is becoming more complex, everything is becoming more digitally driven is definitely the hot topic at the moment. And if it isn't, it should be. I would also add that one of the critical things at the moment is making multi-channel work. I mean, we've heard this word so many times, multi-channel, omni-channel, Actually, there's no online, offline anymore. All of that is true. And it's not as easy as it looks, actually. So for me, one of the big challenges companies face right now is to be really clear on what omnichannel means for them to start designing a mix that will let them take advantage of the multitude of touch points. So another big challenge, again, that has kind of grown a little over the years is the fact that companies, teams, leaders have to align their sales channel strategy with the complexity and the uncertainty in the buyer's area. And I work with a lot of sales pro, and this year particularly, they've, they've asked me, they've come to me with these challenges telling me, Anne, 
with a growing territory and a multitude of ways to reach my customers, yet less time with them, whether it's online or offline, how should I prioritize practically? You know, how do I decide which way to best interact? How do I prepare my interaction? Uh, they also tell me, when I prepare my pitch, when I'm so convinced about the new solution that we're bringing, the advantage of my service, they come to us and they say, how am I choosing in the moment? How do I know what to use when I'm engaging with the consumer? So for me, whilst traditional sales skills are still absolutely valid, I think sales professionals who have or have had the ability to adapt rapidly to more informed customers, more demanding customers, becoming almost their fire person are probably the ones that have thrived in recent years. And logically, I guess sales teams that have not kind of jumped on the digitalization, that have not really checked in with their ability to adapt and their ability to deliver, might survive, might thrive, but not as long-term as they could. Well, it's, it's interesting, actually, going back almost to the first point as well that that comes back to, which is this sort of digitalization and the fact that we've just got to get better at it in business as a whole, but for salespeople. I mean, I remember when when we started our career in, in, in sales and so on, it was about your passion, about the product, about being able to sell, being having a, an effusive personality. Now, actually, the profile of a of a salesperson in this new era is they've got to be greater analytics. They've got to seek and search that data, which is going to make the biggest difference for their customer to create value. Yeah. They've got to be able to use it to make their own decisions and navigate the complexities of their marketplace, the ever-changing competitive um, kind of landscape that they're in, because a new competitor is just around the corner, right? Absolutely. And it's not to say we need to kind of, you know, clear the plate and start afresh with everything, relearn everything. I mean, for me, it's needless to say, leaders must still encourage their teams to continue to put the customer first. It's absolutely essential to continue to invest in your team's capabilities to remade consumer-centric. Similarly, it's super important that sales teams deliver meaningful value to their customers, starting with understanding what the challenges are, what they need. All of that is really being tuned in to the consumer. I mean, talking uh, two weeks ago with a sales leader I'm working with in, in the cosmetics industry, she was telling me that at the moment, the team's biggest challenge is to respond to customers' requests for support with technology, contactless apps, turnover shift to online. So the discussions and the planning that she was doing a long time ago around, okay, so what are we pushing forward? You know, how are we staying competitive? What new solution are we bringing to them has become irrelevant. And her team's ability to shift to what really matters to the consumer is where they, it will make a difference. So for me, a very important action to be doing now is to continue develop the team's agilities for these long-lasting, meaningful conversations, relationships online and offline, and for them to navigate their ways in the customer's organization. So again, what's evolved and, and what's crucial right now is that you're not talking to one person anymore. You're talking to a multitude of, of, of partners, you know, end users, advocates, influencers, legal team, decision maker, buyer. So it, it's more complex and it's really, really important to navigate this. And a lot of the tools 
nowadays and CRM systems are helping us do that, but you have to put substance behind it. Um, the last thing I would say is probably a more human thing. You know, as much as experience is crucial, it's your ability to really have meaningful conversations in each interaction, you know, how to handle difficult conversations. So online, for example, on Zoom or another platform, how do you handle an unhappy customer in a conference call? How do you manage someone who's ignoring you? Doesn't return your emails, doesn't return your text messages. So I think it's, it's, it's fair to say there are fantastic opportunities to get insight from intuitive technology, from easier processes, but to stay ahead of the game, in 2020, you have to pause, you have to reflect, you have to have the bravery to say, okay, are our teams really agile? Are they adaptive? Do they know how to flex? Are they digitally able? Do they know how to leverage professional contacts, you know, through their LinkedIn network? It's, it's all around this agility. And I would say if there was one thing that I really truly believe in, and I know you believe in that too, Jeremy, the biggest differentiator for me in sales, in sales success, in sales team success, is their ability to prepare. I see it with all the sales teams I work with. The less blind spots they have about their own abilities, about their customers' abilities, the more successful their solutions will be. So I guess this is why we put together our new program, Sales Ahead, then. And that was a lovely segue. <laughs> <laughs> and that was very, very nice. Um, and in fact, before I get to that, though, uh, it, the, there's some really important things that you mentioned there and that movement away from, if you like, you know, what, what even just 10 years ago, solution selling and selling value, you know, which is still there, but that moved to customer experiences. Customer experience have now moved to customer journeys to understand at which touch points we can have relationships that A, will add value, but also start to incrementalize our approach with any one client. So you start to grow your existing clients, you start to have different, bigger conversations yeah. with, with prospects. And maybe before we go into that, it's worth summarizing from a sales professional and from a sales sort of management perspective, you know, from what you've observed out there, talked about a lot of evolving knowledge, skills and behaviors here. And we both acknowledge that you still need those basics. You need to discover needs through fantastic insight questions. You need to be hand, to be able to handle tough conversations and deliver compelling uh, stories and presentations and benefits and all of those. Out of the new skills that we're seeing evolve, these these new areas, the the, the networking, the digital, the data, the et cetera, et cetera. What are the two two or three key things that sales leaders, sales management, and sales professionals can do differently? That actually would make a really big difference to get them on this road. I think overall, as much for the sales professional as for the sales leaders, is probably develop this this new mindset that a lot of things happen in the moment and realize that they have to be able to flex their tone, their narrative. They have to sometimes shift the mirror to their consumers entirely and not even go for the sale. So for me, when I see sales leaders really developing a growth mindset in their teams, when I see coaching in the conversations, when I see learn leaders having the ability to learn as much as their teams, I think there is something there that will bring them ahead. So for me, really shifting mindset and acknowledging that the tools function if the people behind the tools are really, really able to optimize them. I think this is really what's crucial and in a way what really opens space for learning and space for development. 
in a meaningful way. So, okay. So if organizations, if sales managers, if sales professionals get that right, what are the benefits? Million dollar question. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess millions of dollars or millions of pounds could be the answer. I mean, I really, really believe that companies who have strong marketing and sales capabilities grow faster. I mean, at a time now where growth is not just important, but more elusive than ever, especially in the current context. I feel there's no alternative to tapping into the potential of upgraded, integrated sales strategies that deliver real results. I mean, the most recent McKinsey benchmarking study that these big white papers that are published um, asked 15,000 people, what, what, you know, around and looked at the results, the correlation between upgraded sales strategies, people having sales development programs. And it showed that the revenue growth of these companies that had invested into sales programs tended to be 30% greater than the average company growth. So for me, there is a cost actually to not committing to upskilling commercial teams. And in my experience, once you've gone over the quote, yeah, but I've been doing this for 30 years. I know what I'm doing. Once you get people really tuned in to the missed opportunity, once you get them on that train of acceleration and tell them you can be such a contributor to this, that's when you get people energized. That's when you get people engaged. And that's really when they take ownership of their growth. And it shows again, it shows in the bottom line, it shows in the sales results because they're very aware of what's needed, how they can grow and how they can better support the consumer. You know, that that is an incredible number. 30% potentially revenue yeah. increase at a time where we're talking about here, the need to evolve, the changing yeah. market, uncertainty, digital, new competitors, hyper competition, pricing pressures, pandemic, all of these. And yet on the table here, if if organizations are willing to invest in really upskilling in the new advanced skills, knowledges, knowledge, behaviors that are required, then it can it can have an immediate impact and something, yeah. I mean, gosh, organizations yeah. would love that, wouldn't they? Uh, Absolutely, Jeremy. And it's not only instant. I mean, you see the result quite quickly because it increases customer satisfaction. You turn your relationships into loyal one. But I think for me, there is even a higher level to this. I mean, having an agile organization that's innovating, that's a learning ecosystem, great. One that's reacting to new opportunities, fantastic. But one that is really investing in upskilling their sales teams will not only lead to greater business results, it will be a magnet to retain and attract the best talents. So it's not even about the data anymore. It's not even about the digital anymore. We come back to having conversations about people, what keeps them going, what supports them, and how they can just show up and bring the best to what they do every day. So for me, it's kind of, it is a big question, but there's a, a big impact in in what can happen if you do it right. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. Not just the bottom line, but the attractiveness from an employer yeah. branding point of Absolutely. view. And I want a part of that and all of that. So it does beg the question, doesn't it? So those that are lagging behind this, how long do you think they've got left before they're going to kind of really go on and almost like a, a, a the road of no return to failure? It, it's hard to put a time frame to it, but I would say that 
no matter what you believe in, we all have to agree that competitive advantage, I mean, just relying on competitive advantage, either a solution, a technology, technological USP, I think it just won't last very long. So it's really hard to put a number to it, but I would say within one, two years, at the rate things are accelerated, now is the time to really think ahead and choose to invest into upskilling sales team. I think it will make a massive difference into longevity for organizations and teams, definitely. Well, you and I both believe this and Absolutely. believe it's right and and it what was interesting and you 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 mentioned this before which I'll I'll come back to now because we both looked out there into the marketplace we've both been doing sales training and coaching of you know senior leaders in sales right through to the sales professionals who are really fighting hard on the on the front lines at the moment and what we see in the marketplace is so much of the same stuff yeah. which has been trained for years and years and years and we felt, I know that, you know, when we had this conversation, we felt that it really needed a shakeup. And uh, we kept talking about this. And then I, I seem to remember about half an hour into the meeting, you sat up and right said, well, why don't we do it then? Um, and and there born was, uh, and that's surprise, that's surprise. It's like, yeah, well, why don't we? Why don't we? So we've developed something called Sales Ahead, which is all about where this evolution of sales is going. And these new knowledge, skills and behaviours, which bolt onto the very best of the existing skills there to rapidly upskill some of these organisations to give them this advantage. So how do you see sort of sales ahead as a portfolio within this in terms of what you've been talking about today? And and how how did it evolve after that conversation that we that we had about that, where you came up with the idea? Well, it was just the realisation that we had to do things differently. And I have to say, COVID helped a little when we were all locked down and all behind our screens. So it's a program that is very flexible. Uh, the way we've shaped it, it's, it's a two-hour virtual class. Um, you can have a bit of it. You can use it as you know complete learning journeys, pretty much a pick and play. And that's maybe one of the advantages also of this program where we would work with the sales leader to really tailor the program to whatever the team needs. Um, and then we have different topics. We talk about delivering meaningful value, becoming a digital era sales pro. Uh, we have three hours on handling tough conversations because online or offline, they're still difficult. Um, we have also new ways where people bring real life situations to the table. Uh, we enable leaders to develop coaching abilities so then, you know, bring back the insight within the organizations. So I love to think of it, actually, I always think of it as a playground and as if you almost, you know, you can pick the games that you want to play with. But it's it's really, again, being in line with the agility that we want the teams to have. So there's a mix of practices, lots of discussions, lots of crucial hot topics, um, it's um, sometimes we have experts coming on to, to share particularly expertise. So it's 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 really an empowering program where there is also room for anyone to take ownership of their learning. And I think that's what makes it really special, really. It's what it, it's what makes it exciting for us as well, doesn't it? Because I know that we've worked very hard to make this very creative in the virtual space as yeah. well as what we can do face-to-face, -face, of course. But, you know, bringing in these special guests, these case studies that we've got and what have you. So, you know, for those those interested and really kind of captured by what you're saying, and here, how, how do people find out more and get in touch with you? 
So, um, well, if you go to, if you, I think if you Google sales ahead, um, either on my website, Octus Global or PWI, we also have a couple of things online, uh, on our LinkedIn. We, get, we regularly talk about it, um, I guess, and uh, getting in touch with us uh, directly by email. And then we can start the conversation because this is really around, okay, where do we start and where are we aiming to go? And I think that's the power behind this program is the fact that we're really designing this to have an impact and bring teams to a higher level of performance, a higher level of engagement uh, to stand out on all levels. So yeah, just reach out to us and uh, and we'll start talking. So it's about impact. It's about performance. It's about rapid upskilling with these new new skills that are there. I think that's a great call to action. So and thanks so much for joining us. It's been a been a great great tour of where sales was, what needs to change, why it's changing, and the kind of things that are making the difference. Thank you very much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you for joining our Guest Practices videocast. Please do subscribe to our YouTube channel through the link below, or check out our website to access more in our current series of expert interviews.